house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this concert a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan. With me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Good evening. With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. How are you? Uh, depleted. Why's that? Because this week sucked. I don't even know what... Yeah, I didn't even... Oh, Christ. Yeah, okay. So we'll just get out in front of it. Um, we all did horrible. Safe to say? <clears throat> I mean, you had your first winless, uh, winless week in the NFL, so... And I went one five and one. Um, yeah, I would I would say it's been going well enough this year that uh, at least for you. But this is a uh, hopefully a one off. So you feel like you're gonna get back on track? Yes. I'm trying everything I can. <laughs> um, all right, what are we? Episode one thirty two. Yeah. Episode one thirty two of Big Easy Bets. If you're listening right now, go to the YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, we're still doing the hundred dollar giveaway. Um, Winner will be announced tomorrow on the Instagram page and Twitter page. I uh, thought I was going to have a good week. I feel like I was robbed, but we'll uh, we'll get to that in uh, the college football recap. But I am going to get a little bit more aggressive this week, and we're going to see how that goes. I don't know. Good. Are you? You think? You're confident that it will for me. Or just for you? Uh, I'm not getting too aggressive, but... Are you still sticking to three in NFL? Yeah. Even with the... Yeah. This is the first, the first week Even uh, though as I start to think about adding some later, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I almost had the Seahawks instead of the um, Saints last week. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that as well. Um, yeah, I mean... It sucks because it was right there, but it's only one way to go. Whenever you're at the bottom of the barrel, all you can do is uh, swim to the top. So can't get any worse. Episode one thirty two of Big Easy Bets. I don't even know what uh, what are we NCAA week eleven? Um, yeah, in NFL week ten. See, dude, it's flying by this whole this whole season. I feel like. Oh yeah. I feel like I go through this every time. Once we hit November, it's like, what happened? Yeah. It's like the anticipation, the excitement. The build up, and then when you're in it, you're like, "Fuck!" It's like, I mean, it's you're in a different boat. We're we're it, it's it's make or break time for for me and Joe's up here. So time is uh time's of the essence. We gotta we gotta get on it. What? I've Say it. Broken all season, man. Yeah, well, Don't make a break. For I had me. finally gotten uh, my head above water, and then uh. Now we're drowning again, so but not by much. The turnaround's coming. Like I said, I'm getting more aggressive this week. Um, all right, best and worst of the week. I'll let you lead it off with your best. Um, so I tu- well after halftime last night, I tuned into the Manning Cast. Mm-hmm. It was like the first time I watched it since it it first started. What was it last year or two years ago? Yeah, when it, it first started, yeah. they've gotten so much better. Really at um. 
they are funny. They were funny. They're in the so beginning, funny, but, but it was really like kind of because they were kind of looking at the game from the S- Saints fan perspective mm-hmm. because they're from New Orleans, so it was just funny. Like <laughs> there was one situation where um, Baltimore, like you could tell, they were going cover zero bl- and sending a heavy blitz, mm-hmm. and then. Dalton just got sacked, and Peyton Manning was like, "Well, I guess he thought. I guess he didn't think that guy was gonna come through unblocked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Sean Payton was on there too. Yeah, he was on there in the second half. Yeah, I thought about watching it, like switching over to it because it wasn't going well. But I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just." I don't. I don't even. I sat through the whole game. Sat through the whole entire game. Obviously, yeah, I did too. And I'm like, "This just sucks, dude." Because I was sucks. like, even when they got the ball back. Then they ran it down all the way to 29 seconds. Yeah, I was watching. Yeah, and we'll never know. We'll uh, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, Joseph, what was the best thing you saw this week? Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about LSU, so I won't say that. Um, a sweep across the board in fantasy, and it's that much better. (laughs) You because of all that bullshit you were talking before we watched the LSU game. Me? Yeah. About your fantasy team? You're fucking up. Not trading me. You're doing this. You're doing that. Swept the board. I offered you like a ridiculous. It's unheard trade. of. I knew you weren't going to trade me. You know how hard it is to win in all three fantasy leagues. You have a sixteen percent chance just to make the playoffs. I have Joe Mixon in my other league. Yeah, we're not worried about you. That might league. be the best thing I've seen all week too. <clears throat> Second highest running back score ever. That was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I could have used a couple of those. I got a burrow. <laughs> <laughs> One did on a nice catch. Uh, um, yeah, you're right. We are going to talk about it. Wait. This should have been everybody's collective best of the week. In his first season, Brian Kelly fucking drops his nuts on the table, takes Nick Saban and his hair. It's out. Nick Saban's hair's gone. His career's gone. Brian Kelly in his first year as the head coach of the LSU Tigers, going for two. That's why I looked at you. I said, just do it. Why not? The fucking play call. I hate those play calls, but they, they seem to work. Um, I feel like a lot of people need to put respect on Brian Kelly's name. Like a lot. What are your thoughts? What are your takeaways? Oh yeah. I well, like they are. I, I rem- they definitely are starting to. Yeah, now. but now they are. No, no, I'm but just saying now everybody is turning the tide. All those motherfuckers. That's why I said talk shit about that southern accent now. That fake southern accent that they wanted to make up that wasn't even there. Family. Talk, talk, dude, I, <laughs> it was I funny. swear. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even notice it. I went back it's and watched it. It's just the way it. he said family. It was funny. Yeah, but he's also like family. I don't know. I uh, think it's bullshit. It. It's I thought they, they tried to make him they tried to make him a clown. They tried to make him like the court jester, and he comes in first year and beats Nick Saban, going for two. I just I feel like a lot of people owe Brian Kelly an apology. There's a lot of fans out there that were trying to already jump off the ship after one game of a ten year contract after the first game of the season. We're saying he's not the right guy. He's not a culture fit. The fuck does that mean? Because he's not running through the city shirtless eating crawfish like Coach O. Yeah. I'm not taking shots at Coach O. That's why I said I'll forever. What happened in 2019 will live on forever. He'll always be a, a legend of the program, all of that. But what the fuck does that mean he's not a culture fit? Yeah, I don't know. There's all the recruiting class. Oh, dude, that what that did for recruiting. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I thought about that like almost immediately after. Like, I pulled my phone out and then I was just like, that everybody's fucked. They just watched that the storm in the field. You beat Alabama. 
in his first year as he's they're they're trying to make him out to be a clown. It's like the recruiting was already going well, and it's just now it's going to go through. Yeah, it was roof. like the uh, the ratings for the game it was the most watched game yes. in like six years or yes. something like that. Yeah, Jaden Daniels, I, I I wouldn't say deserves an apology from us because we were critical, but not like most, not like some were. Um, we knew what he was capable of. We kept just saying, you have to trust your guys, you got to trust your receivers, and he he is, but. They can't fucking stop him running the ball. Yeah, it's incredible. Even he even looks more sharp passing the ball now. Like he on that first drive, I think it was he stood there and took a hard hit and yeah, he did a, right a up ball in his, right, right up in his dive. chin. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. Um, yeah, it's it's a transition for him too. You're going from playing at Arizona State now you're at LSU playing SEC competition in your first year of, with a whole new program with a new head coach. Everybody's got to figure it out, and they wanted to jump off the ship after one game. It's crazy. So I, I, I've, I've said multiple times on this podcast that within three seasons we'll compete for a national championship, and we're in the conversation right now that everything's in front of us. I, I'm not holding my breath. I think it's going to even be tough to run the table. I feel like a lot of people are going to yeah, be on cloud nine, and then if we lose to Arkansas or if we lose to A&M, which we shouldn't, but we very well could, I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it, it was a fluke. Like, we're not supposed to really do anything this year. Yeah, you got to – Lose to both of them, though. Hmm? So, like, for us not to go to the SEC championship, you oh, I lose you. to both of them. Yeah, but if we do lose to one of them and win the SEC championship. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to the playoff, but yeah. still, it would still be a... Yeah, odds are we're not losing to both, I would say. Uh, there's actually... We'll, we'll get we'll get to it. I don't think we're losing any of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's... I'm just... I just think it's a different... Maybe it is, in years pass. It is a letdown spot. But it is, but it's just a different... I was like, I put it's the, different timing. I tweeted out. That's what one of the first things I tweeted was now the real test begins. Like his, his biggest coaching test is going to be keeping everybody on track and focused after what just happened. So, yeah, but what a win. It's like, I, I didn't see it coming. I had a feeling, I, I had a feeling it was going to be competitive, not enough to bet on it clearly, but enough to, have people over for a party if I thought we were going to get blown out I wouldn't have had people come over yeah I kind of felt the same way where it was like I did see that there was a path for victory for LSU but it was like all the other paths were Alabama paths yeah definitely but the road struggles for Bama it was like they haven't looked good on the road really in any of the showings and it's like LSU's clicking they're playing their best football of the year it's like, will they be able to carry that over and do it against Bama? And the answer is yes. So with the officials trying to fuck us along the way. Yeah. And the under hits if the officials call the game correctly. More than likely it hits. Yeah. Because they settle for a field goal there in overtime, and mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels runs down the right sideline yeah. if everything plays out the exact same way, which it, it very Yeah, I'm well. not upset with that that loss. I mean, it was 7-6 to six Oh, at I halftime. am. I, I'm upset it with seven it. 7-6 at halftime. Yeah, well. We lost money. I want to take the over. You talked me out of it. Um, <laughs> but no, regardless, if the officials call the game the way it's supposed to be officiated, then the under hits and LSU wins. So that's really quite frustrating. But um, all in all, though, I mean, to have the nuts to go for it, you saw we saw what happened with Florida State. That's why I said if he could have that one back, obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty. But if he could have that one back, he's probably going for it. So I love the fact that he and, – and it's a it's a win-win situation. That's what I was saying. If you go for it and don't get it, nobody is knocking your aggressiveness unless you call some, like, horrific play. But nobody's going to be like, 
you sh- some people might say, oh, you should have kicked it and went to overtime. But nobody's going to call for his head for being aggressive, trying to go for the win against Alabama and coming up short. And then if you get it, you're a fucking genius. So it was a win-win situation. Yeah, it was an excellent play call. It was. Because... They didn't even do the. I thought maybe there was going to be like a pick, and they they didn't. They just ran right past him. Just got in his yeah, way. Yeah, just a little puts bit. it like if they did. If he was well covered, then it's Jaden Daniels one on one with someone yes. else. So no, yeah, like, I I watched it multiple times. Um, yeah, I, they're staying at number seven. I who LSU? What do you mean staying at? Like oh, the, AP the game and was tonight. The, okay, yeah, that's what uh, is TCU four. All I got <laughs> is the notification for LSU. TCU probably will go to four if I had to guess. Uh, What, Tennessee goes five, Oregon goes six, we go to seven? Yeah, probably so. You could maybe flip-flop Tennessee and Oregon, but I wouldn't. I I thought people were thinking Tennessee would go five. And then Oregon. That's what I said, TCU four, Tennessee five, Oregon six, us seven. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, what a fucking win, dude. What, What a win. What a... Just tell everybody to go fuck themselves type of win. Recruiting's going to skyrocket. I mean, the future's bright. Mm-hmm. Is Dan- Daniels is a uh, junior. He's probably more than likely yeah. coming back for his. Yeah, no, he's definitely oh, okay. coming back. I mean, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> what? I mean, I feel like. I mean, we're only going to be better next year. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like next year, regardless of what happens this year, it's got to be national championship or bust yeah. next year. Future is bright. Brian Kelly coming and Alabama's, down. Alabama's um kind of falling apart. Yes, they are. That's what I said. It's over. The rain's over. Clemson, Alabama, see ya. Goodbye. Klubnik sucks. Yeah. Clemson, the future's bleak for Clemson. Well, Clemson but has serious issues. Like it's bleaker for Alabama, though. Not really, but I don't know. I mean, Saban seventy one. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have that much. He doesn't have much longer. So I mean it. It'll be interesting to see if he even comes back next year. Part of me was thinking, like, does, is he coming back for one last ride with with Bryce Young and uh, Will Anderson after what happened in the national championship? Are they coming back for one last ride, go win the national championship, and then he can coast off into the sunset? So um, what was the worst thing you saw this week? Oh, did y'all see Terry Bradshaw? Did y'all see that clip? Yeah, something about uh, the guy would probably kill himself. <laughs> it was fun. They're, they're like, whoa, whoa, but they Terry. All freaked out. Michael Strahan, he's on it Good was Morning Sean America. Sean Payton was like, um, they were talking about the Seahawks Cardinals game. So Sean about, Payton about was like running the ball. He was saying he would like to see the Cardinals try to establish the run a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And Terry Bradshaw was like, they just ain't gonna do it. They ain't gonna do it. They're so pass happy. He said. He said, if they called five or six runs in a row, I think this kid would probably commit suicide or something. Yeah, it's like, why did that come into your brain, dude? On live TV? Yeah. Oh, and Michael Strahan's on, like, Good Morning America, so that's, like, yeah, they the most buttoned-up show. So yeah. he's like, whoa, Terry, whoa. He's, like, <laughs> jumping out of his fucking suit. Jeez. And you could tell he was just like... He didn't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, he was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. He's like, what I'm saying is they just... They just don't he throw it. He said, "You see all these, <laughs> you see all these commercials. I'm giving all this money away. I can say whatever I want." Uh, yeah, no, that was he. That's what happens when you have all these old geezers up there for yeah. 20 years after they got CTE and shit. Yeah. Um, all right. What's the worst thing you saw this week? Uh, not being able to watch the 12 o'clock games on Sunday because I was in uh, Chili's, then TJ Maxx, then Bath and Body Works. And then fucking Whole Foods. 
So did y'all that stop? Sucked. Did y'all stop at the hot bar? The one, the hot bar. What is that? It's in Whole Foods. No. Why'd you have to do all that crap? <clears throat> well, because the the girls wanted to. The girls. So I got my twelve o'clock game stripped from me. Oh, that's what Alex said. Uh, it's probably best that I didn't watch them. I fucking lost all of them. Oh yeah, so y'all like all went. You and Alec went as well. Yeah, me, Alec T, and, oh, and Marissa. I thought Marissa just sweet. wanted to go eat, and then <laughs> y'all mind if we go to TJ Maxx? No, baby, I don't mind. Motherfucker. Yeah, y'all are pissed. Yeah, okay. Well, that's I would have left. <laughs> or stayed at Chili's and got fucked up on margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did actually. They did have the games on there, so I saw a little bit of the, the first quarter. Um. I had a lot going on, so I'm breaking my own rules. So I was lazy this week. The worst thing I saw was Dennis Allen, and I'm out. I'm out on Dennis Allen. Yeah, I'm out on the Saints. I'm out on. De- I'll never be out on the Saints. You're wearing a Saints hat right now, but um, I am out. Out. <laughs> I mean, out, I'm out, out betting out. on them. Oh yeah, fuck I can't em. believe they can't fucking trapped me into that. We'll get to it. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm done. I'm out on Dennis Allen. I, I I'd fire him today. Goodbye. Oh yeah. Cut your cut your fucking losses. Accept that you made a mistake and kick that motherfucker to the curb. People are like, oh, put him back to DC. DC. No, get him the put fuck him away to, that's from not here. How it works? Yeah, he's not gonna just be like, okay, I'll go back to coaching the defense. The defense sucks. The defense doesn't fucking tackle. Yeah, we're the most undisciplined team in football. We're the third most penalized team. And if I have to listen to him say, just another bad day at the office. Well, how many fucking bad days at the office do you get before you get fired? If you have bad days building them rockets, they're going to fire you. If you got more than one, I, I just don't get it. I, I, he's not he's not cut out to be a coach. I was on the Dennis Allen for head coach bandwagon. I was part of that camp. I admit I was wrong, terribly wrong. It made sense at the time. It was in hopes that the defense was going to stay as dominant as it was. We let critical guys walk out of the building over – uh, in the grand scheme of things, nickels and dimes, and when you compare contracts, and we're paying the price for it. Marcus Davenport, I'm out on him too. I'm out on him too. I see the I see the ability. I see the the freak athleticism and the potential. But at some point, you got to fucking put it together, and you're not. So we're going on what year three, four? You're not putting it together. We fucking that was a terrible move. Could have had Lamar Jackson. Yeah. We could have had Lamar Jackson. Our lives could be so much different if fat-ass Andy Reid didn't trade up to go get Patrick Mahomes. Think about that. We would be in the midst. We would be the Chiefs. Sean Payton would still be here. We're in hell. We're in purgatory. We missed our window. We got robbed during our window. That's what I tweeted out. We got robbed during our window. Now we're in purgatory. The future's so dark. Oh, yeah. This is uncharted waters. Even when we went those three straight seven and nine seasons, it was still like... You had Drew Brees. Yeah. You always have a chance because you had Drew Brees. We just got to figure it out on defense. And that one year we did with Rob Ryan. And yeah. it, was like, it was like, oh, maybe we got it. And the next year it's like, nope, okay, move on. Fire but Rob Ryan. every year it was like you still had a chance. And then 2017 happened. And then it was like, okay, it's Super Bowl from here on out until Drew's gone. So... Um, it's uncharted territory. We have no future. We have no hope. We're dead. Yeah, we have no first round draft. I fucking hate Andy Dalton. I had people question my intelligence for knowing what was going to happen. This was so obvious. 
that this was going to be the outcome. He didn't want to throw it to the guy wide open on the hash marks. He wanted to fucking prematurely take a sack. Wide open over the middle on third and eight. He wants to miss Marquez Callaway in the fucking end zone. A throw that I probably could have got him to. You just literally just fucking throw it up to where you can go get it. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. You go with Jameis because of the possibility that they start clicking and the upside. There is no upside with Andy Dalton. He is what he is. Yeah, well, even they put Taysom Hill in for like a couple of consecutive. Yeah, plays. what are we doing? And I was like, but then they put they started moving the ball and then no, they no, put Dalton no, yeah, back I mean, in. I meant, what are we doing in terms of like he only touched the ball five times, like so they did the two consecutive. Like he really they, he hasn't. Well, I think he ran it once and then the next play they threw it or something. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he throws play. a dart. I was like, they're fucking playing Taysom at quarterback for the rest of this game. It did look like that. And yeah. then they bring Dalton in and the drive instantly stalls. Yes. No, he sucks, dude. He's not good. I had people literally, oh, you're the president of the Jameis fan club. Suck my dick. No, I'm not. I know what Andy Dalton is. He's fucking trash. So we come in with what many, myself, thought were Super Bowl possibilities. It was a long shot, but I thought there was good value on it. If we were fully healthy, I feel like, especially, and I also had a feeling that the division was going to suck. I called Tom Brady's demise last year, and that's what I said. I was wrong. This year, called it again. I was right. We should be in first place in the division. That went into the reasoning on 50 to 1 odds, 55 to 1 odds on the Saints and why it made sense. And it clearly did. It dropped to fucking 24 to 1 before the season started. I just, I don't know. It's so frustrating and it's uncharted territory for Saints fans over for the last six years. So we were blessed with high expectations year in and year out for the last half decade. And now we have nothing to look forward to. So, except watching Andy Dalton get back there and bite his fucking teeth as he overthrows wide open receivers. Yeah. He's so angry. <laughs> um, all right. Episode 132. We will recap last week's picks. It was it was rough. Uh, started off with the winner, Central Michigan plus six. I like Central Michigan. I like Daniel Richardson. I like Lou Nichols, except when he's fumbling the fucking football. Put some gloves on him. And maybe he can – the game shouldn't even been close. They won by double digits, six-point underdogs. Win by double digits, they should have won by three touchdowns. Yeah, damn Rocky Lombardi was out. Yeah, he was. It was that a was surprise. Big. That was big. <laughs> that was big, yeah. That was big. Um, but they couldn't stop Central Michigan. They really were struggling to stop them. If Lou Nichols doesn't put the ball on the ground that they return for a fucking touchdown, then it's not even yeah. It's not even a sweat. Uh, App State minus two and a half. This one was really frustrating. We were both on it. If App State doesn't fumble inside of the 10-yard line, maybe it's a different ball game. Maybe they have the ball there tied up at the end as opposed to down seven trying to go score. Could have been the difference in the game. But we bounce back with Boston College plus nine and a half. We got a little lucky here. Phil uh, Jerkovic out. Back door was open. First start for freshman quarterback. The kid threw for what, like fucking 400 yards? He played well. He played very well. The few, Like, Jerkovic probably shouldn't touch the field for the rest of the year. Yeah. He kind of sucks. Uh, back door was open. Boston College prevent defense. They go in and uh, handle business. All right, here's where it got really shitty. Tennessee, Georgia over 65 and a half was a bad pick. We were on pace in the first half. And then Tennessee just – we were only on pace because Georgia was curb stomping Tennessee. Tennessee, Hendon Hooker. Josh Heupel couldn't rise to the occasion. Kind of got embarrassed. Uh, LSU Bama under 58 and a half. This was seven to six at halftime. Seven to six at halftime. 
We end up going to overtime. If Bama, well, one, there's the fumble that they don't give to LSU because some phantom guy, he's clearly got two hands on it, and then it gets touched by a guy out of bounds. Bama settles for a field goal on that drive. That would have been big. Um, there was multiple instances, but the interference in overtime where the ball is so clearly tipped, it so clearly hits his middle finger. There's no pass interference on a tip ball. Should have been fourth down for Bama. They kick a field goal. We go score a touchdown. The under would have still hit. But seven to six at halftime, 58 and a half point total, and it goes over. The one that really frustrated me was Clemson and Notre Dame, my lock of the week, under 46 and a half. This was an under game. Under 46 and a half, there was a backdoor, meaningless touchdown at the end of the game to hit the over, but there was a block punt return for a touchdown. There was a interception by Notre Dame inside the 10-yard line. They take it 90-plus yards for a touchdown. If he gets tackled, it's done deal. Unders hitting. And then it's just... It was under the whole way. Same thing. It was 14 and nothing at halftime on pace for 28 points on a 46 and a half point total. You can't account or you can, but you don't plan for defensive scores. That's the one thing. That's what kills an under bet. And then USC minus 21 was a horrible bet. But then I added, uh, actually they were at, they were up 20 late in the second half. And then it was like in the blink of an eye. It, it yeah. went away. But Michigan minus 26, uh, I added, and it was a good add. Slow first half, but then they absolutely demolished them in the second half. So I go three and five, but I really feel like I should have been five and three. Those two unders not hitting just were fucking atrocious. I, I, I didn't watch bad beats. I feel like they've got to be in the conversation of bad beats. Yeah, You make the tackle as Notre Dame intercepts the ball. Shipley, that slow son of a bitch, doesn't know how to take an angle. He was the only one who really had a chance. Takes a bad angle, doesn't make the tackle. See ya. He's gone. So three and five uh, brings me to 41, 42, and three. Four, six, and one of my locks of the week. Got to have the ball bounce your way. And uh, this week we did not. Uh, you had an uncharacteristically uh, down week. Yeah, I went three and five as well. Yeah, well, they, I, well I have characteristically down weeks. Okay. This was an uncharacteristically <laughs> down week for you. Um, App State minus two and a half. Coastal's just, they're well coached. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing here. If I break down this game, is that Coastal out coached them. Well, McCall just doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make mistakes. They're so fucking crisp with that triple option. Oh, and the biggest surprise was that App State wasn't able to get the run game going. The offensive line got dominated. That yeah. was one thing I did not expect to happen at all. Yeah, that was the biggest There were biggest so many surprise. third and short and fourth and oh, shorts yeah. that they got stuffed on. I'm like, fucking got to be kidding me, dude. Boston College plus nine and a half. We talked about it. Air Force Army over 39 and a half. What type of jackass bets on the armed forces overs? Yeah, it's the most the most difficult bet to watch in the in all of college sports is to sweat out a, a arms the service academy over. It's like they don't even care, dude. I was watching it, and I was just like, oh, God. I was like, I felt sick. <laughs> it's so tough to watch. If you bet the under, you're like, yes. I was just like, at one point, I was everybody. like, maybe maybe we'll go to overtime at 17-17, and we'll, go to, <laughs> we'll get through two overtimes. and Everybody's just so fucking fills their gaps. Like, no one fucking messes up. It's just run for three yards, run for three yards, yeah, and I don't know. hope you don't get stuff. There wasn't, like, any explosive plays in this game. Mm -hmm. um, Texas, minus two and a half. It was my lock. They were up 31-10 at halftime. 
They kind of scared us here because they only scored three points in the second half, and they ended up winning by seven, but we won. Um, Vanderbilt plus seven. Vanderbilt lost by 11. They did have a chance at the end with the ball, the backdoor cover, but they failed. James Madison plus seven and a half. This game was 10-10 at halftime. Louisville in the second half got a few explosive plays, kind of put James Madison in a position that's not good for them where they have to throw the ball. They're not a really good throwing team. So I think Louisville won 34-10. Tennessee minus, I mean, plus nine and a half. We kind of talked about it. Hooker didn't play well. I think here's like where where Georgia really out-schemed Tennessee. They kind of put Tennessee, they weren't giving up anything over the top for the most part, even though there was a couple missed throws by Hooker in this game that would have resulted in touchdowns. Um, but I oh, think for the multiple, but, multiple, but, but, for the mo- but for the most part, it was um, Georgia was keeping everything in front, but Hooker was just late with his deliveries. It was like there was many opportunities for 10-yard plays early in this game. And um, he was just throwing the ball late, and they would end up being five or seven yard gains. But um, yeah, his timing was off, and he missed at least three deep balls that could have re- resulted in touchdowns. And then Marshall minus three and a half. This was my other late add on my segment bricks picks. Um, they won twelve to zero with four field goals. Yep, Old Dominion. Yep, but they ran the ball well. Yeah. Um. All right, so you go three and five as well. Still, even with your first, I would say first, other than maybe week one, um, a rare down week, you're still at 42, 26, and three, nine, one, and one in your locks of the week. That's pretty good. That is 90%. Um, if you take out the, the push. Joseph, you went two and two. BC plus nine and a half. You wanted to take Duke. Mm-hmm. You did. I did want to, yeah. Honestly, it was you flipping though that I think got me and him. It might have got you first. (laughs) Yeah, well, if you would have just been like, "Uh, "I'm not taking it," well, I think I said I was I wanted to take BC actually when you said it, and I was yeah, and I did too. Yeah, and then when you said you wanted to, then we were like, and then you were like, "Okay, BC." Then we were like, "Okay, we all got (laughs) to do it." Um, and that's big brain thinking. That's when you come to the table. All right, LSU Bama, you were on the under as well. I mean. Just a fucking brutal break, dude. Call call the uh call the game right. Uh Utah, Arizona over sixty seven and a half. You missed it by what, like three? Yeah, two and a half, three. Slow start as well, scoring yeah. wise. And then Texas K State over fifty four and a half. This had to hit by a good bit, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Um thirty seven twenty four. That was your lock of the week. You go two and two. That brings you to seventeen, twenty four and one, six and five in your locks of the week. And with that being said, we look ahead to a very important week for me. So big week. I'm getting aggressive here. I do it every year. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's ill-advised. Um, there's games going on currently. Uh, for what it's worth, I wanted to take Akron plus seven. Decided to stay away. Wednesday, does anybody have anything? No. No? Nobody? Mm-mm. All right. Well, I do. Um. I'm 14 and four on midweek college football. If I did that correctly, give me one second. Yeah, because Boston College was on Friday. Yes, I'm 14 and four midweek college football. All right. Um, 
Wednesday, we have, if I could find it, Buffalo Central Michigan at a pick 'em. You're not going to bet any action? Hell no. Why? Fucking hate action. It's midweek. Because even football. last week, when Central Michigan was up big at halftime, yep. it's fucking action, dude. That means nothing over there. Oh, you're never safe. Yeah. That's why I was like, even when you started texting in the group message when it got kind of close and hairy there for a second, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's why I fucking don't bet Max. Well, as, if he would just hold on to the ball. You just hold on to the ball and we're fine. Lou Nichols fumbling. for I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, all right, Buffalo, Central Michigan. It is a pick em. We're going with Central Michigan again. Jim McElwain owns the Mac. McElwain, Mac, it's a match made in heaven. Lou Nichols, just hold on to the football. Grind it away. Buffalo is not very good at stopping the run. That is their weakness of their defense. Lou Nichols is going to grind it away. They run the two-quarterback system. The other quarterback, blanking on his name, very good at running the football, kind of like a Taysom Hill. He'll even throw it a little bit as well. But Daniel Richardson is really good at throwing the football. I like him a lot. He, When you need a timely throw to move the chains, he'll give it to you. So I feel like this was a big win for Central Michigan after a down start to the year, a big win over NIU, uh, a little lucky with Lombardi being out. So it's a little um, take with a grain of salt a little bit. But I feel like they'll be able to run the ball, grind it away. Lou Nichols, just hold on to the football. And then Buffalo, their defense really is um, not very good at stopping the run. So we're going to take a shot with the Chippewas at home. Um, Yeah, Buffalo gives up 170 yards on the ground, 400 yards overall. So Central Michigan has the better defense. Both have had uh, left a good bit to be desired offensively. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chippewas here and pick them. Does anybody have Thursday? Anything? Um, no. Nope. All right. Well, I do. So if there's You're football going. on, I'm betting it. What? Where are you going? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, you want to you want to you want to nugget? Um, Georgia Southern UL. Who did you UL played Marshall on their home field just about exactly a month ago? I was on UL that day. No, the day before, I worked in Lafayette. This game's on Thursday. Tomorrow, I'll be working in Lafayette. So, uh, sometimes the stars align. Not saying it's uh, meant to be. But, yeah, I'm taking UL minus three. This is not the usual Georgia Southern offense. Uh, they're much more of a pass-happy team with Kyle Van Treese under center. He's more than willing to put the ball up for grabs. 14 interceptions on the year, and this UL defense will be more than willing to take it from him. 20 turnovers forced, eighth in the nation. Georgia Southern will have more success than I would like to see moving the chains. Uh, they're also pretty efficient in the red zone. Statistically, I think it's uh, a lot of things kind of tell you to take Georgia State here, but the key factor for me is the 127th ranked rushing defense of Georgia Southern. That's nearly bottom of the barrel. I think that is going to help Ben Woolridge get in short yarded situations. It's going to help UL move the chains and be able to kind of get in a rhythm and stretch out some drives. Uh, Woolridge has shown the ability to put his team in position to win. So Chris Smith, capable running back when he's healthy. He missed a couple games with a hamstring. He got, he's played the last two. The first one, they kind of eased him back. He had 18 carries for 97 yards last week. If you can't stop the run, you can't win the game. I'm taking ULL minus three on the home field. Home field advantage. I'll be in Lafayette. I'm going to go scan the perimeter, make sure everything's up to code, and uh going to win again. So... <laughs> You're not going to touch it? Nah. 
Mm. I don't like them. Yeah, Georgia Southern, they used to just run, 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 run. Now, yeah. Now they want to throw. Kind of like a spread option yeah, type and thing. Then, but this dude will fucking turn it over. So, um, yeah, I'm taking UL, minus three. Uh, all right, does anybody have Friday? Nope. Yeah. Okay. I think I know what game you're on. I was strongly considering it, um, but go ahead. I'm going Fresno State. Minus nine and a half at UNLV. UNLV's dropped four games in a row after starting four and one. Jake Hayner is back for Fresno State. He's played in the past two games. Um, UNLV is a team that's struggling to get on track. They do have success, though, um, running the football when they do decide to run it. And I, I think Fresno Fresno State's rush defense may be just susceptible enough for UNLV to keep this one close at home. So I'm going to take the points and hmm. take UNLV plus nine and a half. Really? Yeah. So I wrote down this game, and I was I wanted to take Fresno, but I didn't. So the game I thought you were going to talk about was ECU and Cincinnati. Um, but now that I'm connecting the dots. So, uh, yeah, I, I put question marks by it. So – I kind of wanted to take Fresno, but looking into it. I think it's like um, this is kind of a fade to public pick. Yeah, and it's be, and it's that's kind of why the I same stayed away. situation as the Duke Duke Boston College. Well, Fresno week. just kicked the dog shit out of Hawaii. Yeah. Hainer looked great, but the week before that, he didn't look spectacular. Yeah. Two interceptions. So, but I was like, did, was he knocking the rust off in that first game back? And then now are they gonna start clicking and make up for lost time? Yeah, UNLV's not a power, not any good, really. No, they're horrible. But I was also looking at potentially the over 58, but I don't know. I, when looking at it, I'm like, I don't know that they're going to be able to score. If if UNLV's going to cover, their defense is going to have to be able to get some stops. Yeah. So um, I'm going to stay away from it. I was considering Fresno minus 9.5, but not strongly enough to take it. So, um all right, Joseph, do you, you don't have anything on Friday, correct? Mm-mm. All righty. We will uh, carry on into Saturday. Um, all right, my first one for Saturday is, I don't know if it's an 11 o'clock game, actually. It might be late. Yeah, I think it's later on in the day. Um, I go completely out of order. App State, Marshall. Are you on this game? No, I was looking at it, though. Okay, so... And I do have like a strong opinion about that's exactly so. I wrote down that I would allow you to if you were on it. I was gonna defer to you because you've seen. I mean, I've seen both teams. I bet on App State and I bet against Marshall. But you've bet on both teams and possibly against both. I don't know, but you've been on a side with these two teams uh, more than I have. Which side would you lean? I see the line at App State one point favorites. Yeah, I, I kind of when I looked into it or really just thought about it. Because I've been on these teams the past couple weeks, or on or against them, mm-hmm. so I've seen them. Um, I think it's like a perfect line, kinda. So what? You don't have a you if you had to bet it. Um, I think it's I think Marshall will be able to contain App State. Okay. But um, I'm just you get worried a little bit um with Marshall's offense because they are not r- really good at passing it. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. I think they'll still kind of struggle to score points. So I was kind of looking at the under, too. So did Columbia get benched? They're going with Fancher solely now? I think so, yeah. That's the, what I um, That's what I assumed by looking at it and from what I've seen. They were running them both out there a little bit, and now it seems like Columbia's not touching the field. And the other guy can run it. Yeah. So 
but he struggles to pass he it. He can't pass it, though. Yeah, so this, uh, what I have written down here is, this App State secondary has a lot of problems, but uh, whether it's Columbia or Fancher, it seems Fancher will be the guy under center. I'm not sure that Marshall will be able to test that secondary. Marshall has uh, basically one threat at wide receiver, and that's Corey Gamage, if that's how you pronounce his last name. If App State can scheme to take him away, I don't think Marshall has anyone to produce behind him. Since Fancher uh, has taken control of the quarterback spot, he's thrown one touchdown, four picks. They're not really put much of a threat to score. I'm hoping that or I'm expecting that the App State offensive line is going to come out with something approved. They're going to be able to run the ball much better. Bryce, which in turn will open things up for Bryce. I just don't think that Marshall has the ability. The biggest weakness of App State is their secondary. I don't think Marshall has the ability to expose that weakness or take advantage of it. I don't know that Marshall is going to be able to score enough. I trust App State to put points on the board before I do Marshall. So at a one-point spread, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take App State. Um, what is your first one for Saturday? Um, Pitt. Huh. Minus three and a half at Virginia. Okay. Um, Pitt got back on track last week, beating Syracuse after losing two before that, two in a row. Um, while Pitt offensively has struggled, Virginia offensively has struggled even more. Um, it's pretty simple for me. I think Pitt will have success running it, and I think Virginia will struggle to move the ball against a strong pit rush defense with a stuff rate of 26%. So I'm taking pit minus three and a half. Okay. Um, what is your first one for Saturday, Joseph? I'm going Washington State minus seven and a half against Arizona State. Um, maybe it's a little bit because I'm pissed off that I didn't take them last week when I wanted to, but, you know. Um I like Washington State. I've liked betting on them this year. Yeah. Um, That's kind of how it works. That's what we said. Our first year is like you find those teams that you like. Yeah, I do like betting on them. I know they can be a little inconsistent at times, but they can still get the ball down the field. Last week they ran for 317 yards. They ran it all over Stanford. They dominated that game on both sides of the ball. And I think that can happen again next week against Arizona State. Their defense is not good at all. They should be able to move the ball and put up points against them. And – um you know, we we were high on their red zone defense, and I know you had some questions about it earlier this year, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Well, um, offensively, Washington State's red zone scoring is at a 93% rate. Uh, that's number 12 in the country, and their opponents are 77% rate scoring in the red zone, which they're number two, 22 in the country. So, yeah, that's not I bad. Still, I still like their red zone defense, and I think that should hold up this week. Okay. Um, What's this point spread? Seven and a half. Okay. Not gonna let the hook scare me though. It scares me. Um, I hate it, but I mean, I was I was scared last week. Stanford being at home, being home dogs, but yeah, okay, not gonna uh, happen again. Navy Notre Dame. Is anybody on it? No. All right, I'm taking Navy plus sixteen and a half. Notre Dame coming off a huge win against Clemson versus an overrated Clemson team. Uh, I feel like a typical letdown spot, but Notre Dame's offense is not efficient enough for me to be laying 16 and a half against a team that wants to grind it out, control the clock. I feel that Navy, if Navy goes up seven, nothing, if Navy can really, I just don't, I it's, it's the Notre Dame offense. I don't trust the Notre Dame offense. I don't feel like they should be laying 16 and a half really against much of anybody, especially a, a control the 
control the ball, control the time of possession, grind it away type of service academy team. I know Navy is probably the worst of all the service academy teams, but 16 and a half feels like too many. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take that. What is, uh, what's your next one? Um, shit. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and just take LSU minus three on the road. I, I know it's a typical trap spot for LSU, but I'm going to take them. Arkansas may may have a little bit of success running the football. I think both of their safeties may be out due to suspension. Yeah, I heard it was a safety and a linebacker got arrested Yeah, or something. But, I mean, they weren't any Elves. good anyway. Yeah, but the, the guys behind him must be worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, I guess that's a good point, but um, yeah, the success. Anyway, it, even if Arkansas is able to run it a little bit, I I just think LSU's offense is is rolling too much here for for Arkansas to be able to stop them. Arkansas's defense is just really, really, really bad. Yeah. I think this line is this low because of it being a t- typical letdown spot, but. I just think under Brian Kelly, this is a different team than than we're than we're used to. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, another sixteen and a half point spread. I'm taking Mississippi State at home against Georgia. Same thing. I was looking at that. Similar, too. similar Navy Notre Dame type situation. Let down spot. It is Georgia number one team in the country. I understand that. Mississippi State with that offense can confuse teams. Can give you trouble a little bit. The defense is, I would say, formidable enough. Um, that 16 and a half feels like too many backdoor will be open. So give me the Bulldogs at home in an SEC matchup. That was where my question was with when looking at that game was I'm more confident that Mississippi State can get it going offensively to be able to keep up with that spread. But mm-hmm. the problem is stopping Georgia uh, for Mississippi State that I see that could be a problem. Yeah, but I. The offense in the second half against Tennessee stalled out. There's been times this year where their offense has yeah. their offense has not looked as good consistently as it should, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It feels like too many for me. <clears throat> my um, next one is uh, Saturday night at six thirty. Um, I want to know what y'all think about this number. It's might be a little crazy, but I'm taking UNC Wake over seventy six and a half. Yeah. It's a um, huge number, right? Oh, yeah. But when you look at these two teams, we know what they're about. I mean, betting the under would be nauseating. So Yeah. But it's the same thing. If if there's a if there's a go forward on fourth and goal and they get stuffed and then the other team's got to go length of the field, that could be the difference. Like if you had to pick a total, what would you go? Oh this, fuck, I this? don't know. It'd be in the seventies. It'd be around. No, there. no, I mean what would you take over or under? Oh, I'd seventy six and a half. Yeah, I mean I'd probably it, probably go over, I guess. I mean, I think that line's set there for a reason. It's a three and a half point spread. I'm thinking that these odds makers are thinking this is going to be a shootout. Oh, well, yeah. What do you think? I mean, both <laughs> ways. Three and a half point spread, 76 no, point yeah, total. I know Hartman. They're expecting it to be. Hartman's thrown 35 to 35. Hartman's thrown six interceptions and lost, I think, three fumbles in the past two games. Still last week he against NC State, he threw for 400 yards. Uh, even though with the three picks, I, they're slinging the ball. Both of these teams just nonstop throw, throw, throw the ball. So I think they can hit this over. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's very little room for error. So what do you think? What would you lean? Um, I wouldn't mess with that. I mean, yeah, I, but if you had <laughs> – it's just – it's so many points. If I had to pick a bet for that game, I would look at Wake. Uh-huh. 
but for the point total, which way would you? Like? And it would strictly be because I think that they can score a bunch of points against UNC. Yeah. Do you think they can stop UNC? Drake May's good. Yeah, Drake May's like really good. good. Is he a true freshman? I think. I think yeah, I think he is. So he's gonna be there for quite a while. Um, I still don't like him though because of his stupid ass brother. Yeah, Luke May's the one who hit that game winner against Duke. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, is anybody touching TCU Texas? Yeah. Are you? Not right now. No? No. I thought you said you were looking at it. I wanted to. I would lean Texas at home with the points. What is Joseph taking? Oh. Um, Gotta wait. Mm. All right. Um, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I'm taking Texas minus seven. I'm taking Texas minus seven. Um, You didn't have that one already? I mean, I had it written down with question marks. I've been, it, it, I have a few that I'm considering. Do you look at Liberty, UConn? No. I wish it was 14, but at 14 and a half, I still kind of want to take Liberty. I think Liberty's going to smash them. What about uh, Syracuse? Who are they playing? Florida this? State. Seven points? Six, six and a half. Um, I don't, you wonder about Syracuse now. Defense is playing well. I think they're getting Schrader back. I want to take Syracuse. I have not taken it yet. Um, but I want to take Syracuse in the carrier dome getting points. Is there's, he still questionable? Yeah, it's not that's why I'm waiting. It's not hundred percent that he's back yet. It's he's more than likely expected to be back, but as of now, nothing's been said. Um, another one I do have locked in though is the Oregon Washington over seventy two. Same thing. A lot of points. But yeah. with this, uh, the Achilles heel for Oregon is their secondary. 117th in the nation. This is the number one passing offense in Washington. And this is an Oregon offense that at home, more than anywhere, but really anywhere on the planet, is clicking. Playing very, very well. Putting up 40 on nearly everybody. So, they have great linebackers. They're good at stopping the run. This is a team that doesn't want to run the ball. So, I, I think um, it is a high number. But I'm going to take the over. We'll see what happens, though. Over three on totals last week. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, how many more do you have before you lock? Um, none. None? Yeah. What about you? None. I think that's it for me. Um, hmm. All right. Let's let Joseph go first. First, I was lock. just about to say we probably should switch it up, but I want to hear what he his bet. Okay. Um, I don't know. It keeps saying slow. You see that? Yeah. Okay. If it says like, I don't know what it was saying before that there was problems, but it appears to be fine. Um, if it starts saying anything else, let me know. All right. All right. That is um, everything but the locks. So we will move on to the most important bets of the week. We're going to let Joseph lead it off. All right, for my lock of the week, I'm going to go TCU Texas over 64 and a half. Going back to what what I hit on last week with the Texas over, um, what I think is even a, a better offense in their opponent with TCU than Kansas State is. Um, both these teams score a lot of points this year, um, and it, in my opinion, middle of the pack defense on 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 both sides, maybe lackluster at times. I think a lot of points could be scored in this game if I was. Taking a side in this, I would agree with Logan here. I think it's a letdown spot for TCU. I would take them. Uh, Texas, 
in this game, but I'm going to go over and, and bank on a lot of points here. Yeah, so my thoughts, and then I'll let Nick chime in. I think this, and it's not just to intentionally contradict you, I think Texas's defense um, steps up is playing better than the usual Texas defense. Uh, oh, yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the second now, half I last think week was... There's a lot of funny business that goes on with Texas's defense, like... The teams they've been playing, at least a couple games that I've watched yeah. the past couple weeks, the teams that um, they come up with some miraculous plays in certain situations, like plays that would be sacks. And I think they're really close to, like, they were so close to smashing um, yeah. Kansas State. Well, it looked like they were going and to. And it was man. like there was some just crazy stuff. And even in the Oklahoma State game where Texas ended up losing at the end, some funny stuff happened there. But, yeah. I'm going to end up laying the points here with Texas. I didn't want to go against his lock um, if it was TCU, so I wanted to hear it first. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, I think just TCU, I think they are a little bit vulnerable, um, especially in, like, early downs yeah. where Tex- I think Texas can get um, get good yards and stay ahead of the chains. Yeah. Uh, and then um, – one of the statistics I saw is TCU kind of struggles um, once the opponent crosses the 40-yard line. And I don't think Texas will struggle to do that much against them. So, and Bijan's, um, Bijan's yeah. running the fuck out of the ball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this being in Austin is a is a big factor for me. Yeah, night game. Number four ranked TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, hats off to Sonny Dykes in his first year at TCU Yeah, to have him ranked number four in the college football playoff picture. I think uh, this is a good Texas team. This is a really good Texas team. So I'm going to lay the points with uh, Texas as well. Um, so you're on the over? Over 64 and a half. Okay. Nick, were you on? Were you leaning Texas before he made that pick? Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's saying. He wanted to make sure you weren't on TCU, but <clears throat> would you have stayed off of it if he was? Um, and rob everybody of the best <laughs> record and potential yeah. Texas pick? No, I don't know what I was no, going to do. hell no, man. All right, I'm playing the music again for mine. Okay. You touched on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a big one. It's my biggest bet of the year. Pitt minus three and a half. I love Pat Narduzzi. I've said it over and over and over again. There's two things Pat Narduzzi can do, and that is run the football and play good defense. And this is a Virginia team that – isn't very good. Brendan, or whatever the fuck his first name is, Armstrong. I think Pitt should and will run away with this one. All we need is Slovis, who has been playing like dog shit, to figure it out. Just be okay. I just need him to be all right. That's it. Virginia's 108 in the nation and moving the chains. Pitt has the 27th ranked third down defense. Uh, everywhere you look at it, the way this matches up, statistically, eye test, however you want to look at it, I see Pitt. Every way. Uh, Virginia's given up 26 sacks this year, 104th in the nation. Pitt has one of the top defensive lines in America. They're 10th in sacks at 29. 29 sacks this year. I was big on their defensive line um, early in the year. They have one of the best units in the country. I think um, a big thing here, every single loss by Virginia this season, they've lost the time of possession battle. Pitt's top 10 in time of possession. In the nation. So they're going to give it to Abanacanda. They're going to control 
the game on the ground, which is exactly what Narduzzi wants to do. Run the ball, play good defense. Abanacanda is probably the most underrated running back in the nation. Not getting talked about really by anybody. Yeah, he was out last week. He's expected to return. That's what I saw. So, um, But the other guy, Rodney Hammond, is that yes, his name? He's yeah. freaking good, too. He is. But Abanacanda, seventh in the nation with hundred with 1,086 yards, and he's tied for the most in the nation with Blake Corum, 16 touchdowns. He's not getting talked about at all. Oh, no. He's extremely, Top extremely three, underrated. I believe in yards per game as well. Yeah. Yards per game. Yeah, he had one game where he had like 400 yards and like maybe five touchdowns. It was remarkable. Um, yeah, no, I think the D-line's going to be able to get after Armstrong. He's going to put the ball up for grabs. They're going to be able to control the ball on the ground, regardless of who's at running back. But everything that I saw, Abanakenda's expected to go. Give me Pitt, minus three and a half, and a bounce-back game on a bounce-back week. My biggest bet of the year so far, Pitt minus three and a half. What's your lock? Um, I'm going to Friday night, East Carolina at Cincinnati. Um, See, I got this line at six and a half. I'm trying to figure out what's the best line we can get now because I know it's come down a lot. Did you get it today at six and a half? Yeah, but I'm just going to give it out at whatever. Okay, so I... You can definitely find five right now. I think, look, I'm going to be honest. East Carolina has led... Led by their senior quarterback Holton, I, I, I don't know. Aylers, Aylers. Um, he's been. Oh wait, is it, is it, is it Arns or Aylers? I'm drawing a blank on it. He's been there for a long time. Let me see. I don't think it's Arns because it wouldn't. Well, because there's sense two. Yeah, it's, it's Aylers. Okay. Yeah. The offense is balanced. 298, 297 <laughs> passing yards per game and 170 rushing yards per game. The big thing here I'm looking at is the way ECU can run the football. Um, they're led by Keaton Mitchell at running back, who is averaging seven yards per carry and has nine touchdowns this year. I think Cincinnati's defense has looked a little bit susceptible against the run. You look at the games they lost, UCF ran it for 258 rushing yards, and Arkansas ran it for 224 rushing yards. Um, Cincinnati's defense is a defensive line that's only stuffing 15% of their opponent's runs, and ECU is averaging 3.2 line yards per carry. Um I'm I'm gonna bet on the strong rushing attack with a veteran quarterback getting points here. I honestly believe that um, ECU has a really good chance to upset Cincinnati here. So I'm on them as I'll well. I'll take ECU plus five and a half as your lock of the week. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm on them as well. Um, that's why I said I'm connecting dots. I once you, I was like, we. I thought we were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm gonna take them as well for everything that you just said. I agree. The Cincinnati defense is good, but the balanced offense of ECU... The Cincinnati defense is really good, actually. Uh, yeah. I, I'm surprised that Luke Fickle is able to continuously just kind of reload. And he loses... I mean, lost Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant. He continuously is losing guys. He keeps kind of re- revamping and reloading. But the balanced offense of ECU, I'm going to take him as well. I think... Um, I mean, I would love six and a half even more, but I'll still take him plus five. So, that should be everybody's picks, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right. To recap, I one am very profitable on midweek college football. But if there is a day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if there's college football on, I gotta have something. So I'm taking Central Michigan in a pick'em on Wednesday. On Thursday, we're taking UL at home minus three. On Friday, we're gonna tail Nick with his lock of the week, ECU plus five. Then we have App State minus one. I have Texas minus seven. 
Oregon, Washington, over 72. Navy, plus 16.5. Mississippi State, plus 16.5. And And then my lock of the week is Pitt, minus 3.5. And and I just might add more. Okay, I have UNLV, plus 9.5 on Friday. I have Pitt, minus 3.5. I have LSU, minus 3. And then for my lock of the week, I'm going Friday night, ECU, plus 5. I have Washington State minus seven and a half against Arizona State. I got the over in the UNC weight game, 76 and a half. And my lock of the week is the over in the TCU Texas game at 64 and a half. All righty, there you go. Um, it's a bounce back week for me. So I feel good currently. After we do the podcast, I'll probably start looking at shit and feel less good. But. Currently, I feel good. So, it's a bounce-back week. Got to have it. We were above 500. What? Oh, I'm on Texas minus seven. I forgot to say that just now. Did you not? No. Okay. Um. All right. NFL, we will recap a horrible, 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 horrible last week. And then we will look ahead uh, and give you what we deem to be our best bets of the week. Um. All right, so it started off Thursday night. This made me so mad, and I can only be mad at myself. But I wanted to take the Texans. Y'all flip me. I flip myself to the Eagles minus 14. I had two different games this week where I took a road team laying double digits, and I paid the price. The Eagles never had a chance to cover this game. They were never covering the number. You got a good running team. Not a good running team, but you have a good running back in Damian Pierce. Uh, Davis Mills was playing the first half of his life. Uh, Eagles minus 14. We don't get Packers Lions over 49 and a half. Not a good bet. Not a good bet. But the red zone turnovers, three red zone turnovers. And then I think the Lions got stuffed on a fourth down. That is uh, not a recipe to hit the over. So Bills minus 12 and a half. This was a fuck you, Zach Wilson bet that I shouldn't have made. And I knew it almost immediately. Chargers minus three was a push. Saints plus three, my lock of the week. Still haven't found a fucking winner yet. Been recapping for five minutes now. Saints plus three, we suck. Dennis Allen needs to be fired. Pete Carmichael's a fat piece of shit and can't call plays. Andy Dalton, third and three. Let's throw it one yard on an out route to Juwan Johnson, you fucking ginger fuck. Um, Is that that derogatory? Can you say that? I would. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Lions plus four, though. Late ad. They got it done. Jared Goff, play for play for Campbell, play for Campbell. They beat uh, they beat the Packers. If they would have done that last year, they would have been feeling a lot better. But the Packers suck this year. Dolphins minus four were another late ad. The Dolphins win by three. We're controlling this the entire game. Give up a sixty yard run to the fucking quarterback, and then third and eleven, Jalen Waddle has six yards of separation past the nearest DB. And Tua throws a fucking lollipop. Can't lead him. Don't get it. Uh, Dolphins win by three. I go one, five, and one. We miss out on the lock of the week. Brings me to 25 and 26. One game below 500 and five and four in my locks of the week. Bad picks, bad week. Got to be better. Will be better. And you had your worst week of the year. Yeah. Eagles minus 14, a loss. They won by 12, right? Can we all agree that was a square-ass fucking pick? I'd bet them again. I, yeah, I know you said that. I, 
I, they had. I've they been had. preaching. I've been preaching that I felt like my success last year in the NFL was due to the fact that I put more stock in the home dogs, and we fucking goddamn fourteen points for a home team with your fantasy running back. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the Texans, but they, dude, they, they were lucky to even have this game this close. I don't care what anybody says. Um, <laughs> Chargers minus three. This kind of sucked because on Sunday I saw it at two and a half and I bet it again. Um, and that bet actually won the Chargers minus three bet pushed because uh, Eckler's elbow was just down. Oh, god. But who's the red zone guy? Um, Hanson. He was like, Scott He was Hansen. like, Yeah, you kind of can't see. There's a lot of darkness in there. Oh, God. I was like, Yeah, you better chill out with all that talk, buddy. Watch yourself. <laughs> and then the Saints plus three. Not good. Not good. No winners. Oh, two and one brings you to 17, eight and two, three, five, three and one in your locks of the week. So our combined record in the NFL has taken a hit 11, six and one, still very profitable and then our combined record in college which I glossed over 12 3 and 2 still very good. Joseph, you got railroaded in the NFL. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Why are you looking over there? Uh it was a bad week, man. Yeah. Look at what you've done. We had a lot of actually yeah, we were all you, you were, already covered everything I Yeah, think. other than the Chargers Falcons over 49 and a half. Um I don't even know what the total sat at, but 0 4 and 1 for you. Um, yeah, I think I, it was, I've messed up on my big easy bet. Damn, me 31 lock, points. My lock record, because I just pushed this week. Correct. So you're 3-5-1, correct? Yeah. Okay, so 16-19-1, 3-5-1 in your locks of the week. And with that being said, we look ahead um, to another critical week for me. I feel like this is uh, – I felt good, got my head above water, but here we are back uh, – Back right there, right below. Just nearly nearly at the surface, struggling. Thursday night, Falcons-Panthers, NFC South Divisional matchup, a division that is up for grabs that we won't fucking get. Atlanta, three-point road favorites. This is the fucking this worst is game disgusting, ever. This man. sucks. This sucks. Which side are you leaning? Um, The Panthers. Me too. Getting points at <sighs> home. Chuba Hubbard coming back. You got Deontay Foreman. Um, Burns on the D-line. They suck. They suck. They suck. <laughs> I, I don't. I wouldn't touch it again. Anybody new to the podcast? We bet the Thursday night game every time, no matter what, whether we want to or not. This is one of those we don't want to type of situations. I haven't looked at the total. I would assume it's what forty two, forty three and a half. It's pretty good. Pretty pretty almost on the nose by me. Um, yeah, give me the Panthers. Give me the team getting points at home. Even though the Falcons, I feel like, are not playing bad. Overall on the year for what was expected. So you're going to take the Panthers as well? Yeah. What about you? Falcons. Falcons? Yeah. Why is that? Um, I don't know, man. Both these teams suck. So, so that's why. Okay. Why not take the home <laughs> team getting points? I was flirting actually with the under here. This game was um 37-34 exactly in overtime a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Exactly why I was flirting with the under. And this was a game that the Panthers should have won. Correct. Yeah. On the road. Revenge. Revenge game. I hear you. I just think uh, Falcons, they got 
they're probably going to get AJ Terrell back this week. Um, they got Cordero Patterson back. He ran the ball pretty good. He got limited touches, but he ran good. Algar has been running good. Is that how you say it? Algier. Yes. Algier. I think it's Algar. I thought it was Algar too, but the announcers say Algier. Yeah, that is. I used to call him something else. But Wait, then, that's the BYU guy. Yeah, yeah. They started calling him Algier. They did. All the announcers. I thought it was Algar. I don't know. Whatever. Who yeah, cares? he's been running good, and um, Mariota's been doing enough. They've actually, I, in my opinion, the Falcons have schemed pretty well yeah. for him offensively because he's not that great of a quarterback. Uh, but they've they've done enough offensively, and I, I think they'll be too much. Okay. Um, I hope you're wrong. Um, <laughs> all right, we move on to Sunday. Who feels good? Not me. Not me. No? <laughs> I don't either. I don't like really any of the games, if I'm being completely honest. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go. Let's talk about the Saints real quick. Laying two and a half on the road in Pittsburgh. We fucking suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Not touching it, but. I mean, Pittsburgh sucks too, but. <laughs> but that defense, we're not going to be able to do a goddamn thing. It might be first. They said uh, Watt's coming back. Oh, Jesus is he really? Christ. The fuck Dalton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, did they really say that? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Or they said um, he might be coming back. Why? One of the two. Getting white back at home. Ugh. That's not a good recipe for the Saints. All right, you're leading the way, so you lead it off. All right, I'm going um, Cowboys at Packers. I'm going to take the Packers plus five here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> Come on, give it to Come us. Come on, don't have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rodgers. Too many points on the road. Um, I mean, dude, Dak and the offense really hasn't been um electrifying. Yeah, going against a still a good Packers defense. Um, I know Rodgers and them don't have any way of moving the football, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, especially against Dallas defense. I don't know. Five points at home. I I, I guess I might just be subbing myself in the ass to, after this. What do you mean by that exactly? <laughs> <laughs> um, what What do y'all think about uh, Jeff Saturday, head coach of the Colts? Doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I don't know. No prior. They coach. fired a real coach for not real no coaching. prior coaching experience. <laughs> <laughs> no prior coaching experience. They said his high school team went three and seven that he was coaching. They kind of had this guy. <laughs> that's take, a bad yeah, look. That's not good. They had what? Well, Reich. I mean, I thought Reich got a bad deal here. Yeah, I mean, they keep giving him shit quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. so that's weren't a, they a playoff team last year, or were they just outside? They the were playoffs? right outside. They lost to Jacksonville the last game of the season okay. to not make it. But the so. year before that, they were with who was their quarterback that wasn't even that good? Carson Wentz. Before Carson no, Wentz, um, last year was Wentz. Last year was. Why am I drawing a blank? He retired. Luck. Philip Rivers. Correct. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, then this year you start off and Taylor's in and out of the lineup with injuries. It's like, yeah, yeah. The line can't block for whoever's playing quarterback. Yes, that's a problem. Um, all right, I am gonna just try to get out ahead of this one and take the uh, Vikings plus five and a half. Hmm. Away, huh? Away, Josh Allen, UCL injury, probably plays, but I hope he doesn't. And I'm kind of rolling the dice there. If he doesn't, then the Vikings should win. 
Case Keenum coming in. Um, but if he plays, the Bills might win by 30. So I don't think the Vikings are that good. But just for the principle alone, I'm going to take the Vikings plus five and a half. But I'm also struggling in the NFL, so don't listen to anything I say. Uh, what is – uh? you have one more? Yeah, it's a lock. Still doing your three. The three I got that, two more in them a lot. You, you still feel confident in that three picks? You, you know, yeah. you, you're going to want to add something. Is it the Commanders plus 11? No. <sighs> We're all idiots for not taking that. Um, all right, what is your next one, Joseph? Um, I'm going to go to the Giants at home here. Minus six and a half over the Texans. I know they just covered against the Eagles. Um, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying the Texans. I mean, they are good on the ground with Damian Pierce. He looks He looks really good. But their defense is not good at all. Um, I think Daniel Jones will be able to move the ball enough. Um, Daniel Jones, Saquon. I know they don't. Ha- I know they're short on the receiving end, but Daniel Jones can also do it with his feet, and um, I think that'll give this Houston defense problems. So at home, I'm going to take a minus six and a half. Yeah, I did feel like I was seeing the NFL board well too. So I got to not let a bad week cloud my judgment. But <laughs> with that being said, I'm going to take the Broncos plus three. Going with uh, Subway Russ. Plus three. Um, They had their week off playing the Titans. Tannehill's probably expected to be back. If he's not, Malik Willis sucks. So I'm sure Tannehill's back, though, even if he is back. They don't really have much of a threat in the passing game. I understand the Broncos just got rid of Bradley Chubb, so that sucks. But stop Derrick Henry. There's no receivers in Tennessee. So they got rid of their best receivers. I'm going to take the Broncos plus three, a bye week where they could kind of fucking hash out some of the problems. Um, And then maybe Ross can start cooking again. So he's a fraud. Maybe he can stop. He is a fraud. Fucking. He's not though. He's, he's able to do it. It's in there. He's a fraud. It's in there. I'm on the Titans minus three. I'm not on it, but um, I'm on the Titans. Wilson's so fraudulent. Everything about he him. Is. Tyson's minus three is a sucker bet. Yeah, I mean, I I'm thinking it's the line. <laughs> I'm thinking the lines there because they they might think there's a possibility that Willis still might have to start. And that line, makes if he more starts, sense. he sucks. Yeah, that's why I think three would make more sense. If if Tannehill starts, I think it would be at like probably four and a half or five. Nah. No? I don't know. That Broncos defense is still fucking good. The Titans defense is really good, too, Yeah, but Broncos defense is really good. They are, but being at home, I think they'll be able to run the ball successfully, even on a good rush defense like the Broncos. They won't. And especially if Tannehill plays, um, you're not going to see no passing game at all with Tannehill in there. He'll he'll get his receivers involved. They won't. I know. Robert Woods. What about the Uh, tight end? Westbrook Akine. Hooper. There There you go. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, if if he's in, they'll be able to get a little bit of a passing game going. And but my, we Vrabel even in said the in the in the press conference, he's like, "Who the hell are we going to throw it to?" They're like, "They're like, you're overusing Henry." They're NFL receivers. It, I mean, get a quarterback who can throw it. Just run down the field, and we'll get it to you somehow. Goddamn, Aaron Rodgers can't do that. Yeah, I hear you. And I think he's got better guys there. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs? I know we got hurt. Dobbs is out now. Yeah, now he is. But oh, yeah. Uh, 
But that doesn't affect Nick's like, fuck. Fantasy. <laughs> Next shit guy. Yeah, he's up. like, fuck, I got him plus oh, five. Oh, that's right. Next shit guy. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm Amari Rodgers. Like, he oh, hadn't done They got better man. guys. No, yeah, they have no receivers. They tried to throw it to their fucking left tackle. He tried to throw oh, a touchdown yeah. to Bakhtiari. Yeah. <laughs> And, got and Aiden picked Hutchinson off. picked it off in the end zone. He's like, <laughs> oh, that was throw Hutchinson? it to anybody. Yeah, it was Hutchinson. I mean, he underthrew it. Bakhtiari was open. He's like, fuck, we got to go deep in our bag of tricks. We ain't got nobody. He said, Dobbs is out. Now we really got nobody. Throw the it to Packers fu- probably throw will Throw it to cover. fucking David. They'll um, probably throw like four touchdowns to Randall Cobb or some shit. I doubt it, but maybe. Bobby Tanyan. Remember the name. I got Bobby. him on both my fantasy leagues, I believe. Um, it, that is one of those, like, the the Cowboys are the obvious pick. Yeah. And that's when in the NFL it doesn't go that way. So it's like it's so clear and obvious. It's Lambeau Field plus five. But what if the Cowboys sign Odell? Is there weather involved? Um, I don't think so. Well, regardless, if there was, it's just in your favor. So yeah. it's like it's not like you got to worry about it. Um, The snow might be the only thing that can get this offense going. <laughs> I... I gotta look at that. I may add. I may add some stuff, but as of right now, all I have left is my lock. Same here. Okay. Um, Same with you. Correct. All right. You want to go first? I guess. Jacksonville Jaguars. Really? At Kansas City Chiefs. What's the spread? Nine and a half is what I currently All right, see. I'm taking the over 50.5 here. You just asked me to spread for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> 50 and a half? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I think that Kadarius Tony is going to be a factor in the Chiefs offense. I'm surprised. I thought they – I didn't watch every single snap. They could have dialed something up for him. I don't think they did from what I saw. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Kadarius Tony downfield and I'm trying to take a shot to him in this game. I think they went and got him for a reason. Yeah. He's dynamic. Well, they p- gave up a good bit for him, too. Yeah. So I don't be surprised if we see some deep shots to Kadarius Tony. Um, my lock of the week, I'm going back to him. Uh, something. I've actually been on both of these teams. So this is going to be a little crazy. But at home, the Raiders minus six and a half against the Colts, led by Jeff Saturday. I think a lot of people are going to question why they hired Jeff Saturday, which it's an interim head coach. Everybody needs to pump the brakes a little bit. They didn't do a coaching search because they had to hire somebody on the fly. Somebody made a good point. They could have put Reggie Wayne there. He's already on the team as an uh, offensive coordinator. Um, I'm taking the Raiders. The Raiders are fucking horrible. The Raiders are horrible. But so is Sam Ellinger. That's what I said. I don't like Sam Ellinger. The Colts are in turmoil. They just hired their Hall of Fame center, who's never coached a day in his life outside of high school, to come man the ship. So that's not good. McDaniels, horrible coach. These are two horrible teams. Take the team at home. Six and a half is a lot, but I bet on the Raiders to win the Super Bowl. So (laughs) it's now or never. Um, Raiders minus six and a half, my lock of the week at home. What is yours? Um, I got another point total here. Actually, I don't have one in the NFL. Never mind, not another. But my lock of the week is going to be the Browns and the Dolphins under 48 and a half here. Um, 
another Dolphins and Tua, you know, points, points, points. But um, I like the Browns' defense coming off a bye here. I think they'll have some time to plan for Tua and the Dolphins. And um, they they have a pretty good defense. I think they'll be able to slow them down some. And um, the Dolphins' defense is not too good either. So the Browns have that chance of scoring a lot of points, but I think they'll just wear them down running the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I like the under 48 and a half here. Okay. All right. To recap a uh, small card for pretty much all of us. Uh, I may add something. We'll see. We'll see how the Thursday game goes. We'll see how college goes. If we get a little reckless uh, Panthers plus three on Thursday night at home, Broncos plus three on the road, Vikings plus five and a half on the road and the Raiders minus six and a half lock of the week. Jeff Saturday and the coach. Carolina plus three at home. The Packers plus five at home in Lambeau Field. Jacksonville at Kansas City over 50.5 is my lock of the week. Joseph? Thursday night I'm going Falcons minus three away. I'm going Giants minus six and a half at home over the Texans. I'm going Titans minus three at home over the Broncos. And my lock of the week is Browns and Dolphins under 48 and a half. All right, there you go, NFL Week 10, Episode 132. Bad week can only mean one thing. We're going to right the ship. Uh, there's no better time to start tailing when we uh, have a horrible week. So, um, Episode 132, you got anything to say before we go? Um, No. Joseph? Good luck, fellas. All right, if you have not already subscribed, be sure to hit the subscribe button. We will announce the winner of the $100 giveaway tomorrow on Instagram and Twitter will reach out to you specifically as well if we can find you. But be on the lookout. Reach out to us if you are the winner. Um, Episode 132. Nothing we can do but uh, start winning some money because I lost a good bet. Y'all have a good one. Who that? We do. We play like we play. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big. And you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.